Welcome to Holland, a podcast to share stories of unexpected blessings and struggles with being a mom to an extraordinary kid or kids. I'm your host, Abby Character. I always say everyone has a story. Four years ago, with the birth of my superhero, I began hearing the stories of other moms who were walking similar paths as us, and those stories have blessed me in so many ways. It's my hope that by sharing these stories that other moms can be uplifted, encouraged, and strengthened in their faith and this journey of special needs. is my guest today. Crystal's been married to Steve for 16 years. They have two beautiful girls. Anna Grace is 15 and Rachel is just turned 13. In her spare time, Crystal enjoys writing and painting. She also works to advocate for an international orphan hosting program called New Horizons for Children. Crystal's family was thrust into Holland just a little over a year ago and seeing her walk this journey with such a strong faith has been such an encouragement to me and I know others. Hi, Crystal. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Um, we're going to start off just a little get-to-know-you question. So okay. what would the title of your autobiography be? So when I read that, I, the first thing I thought was shaken, not stirred, and I have no <laughs> idea why. Uh, I've never even like seen that. a James Bond movie, but I feel like maybe the Holy Spirit inspired it in me. I don't know. <laughs> But that really sums me up. Nothing in my life has been stirred. It's been turned upside down and shaken. Mm. Have you ever been told you look like someone famous who was, or, and if so, who was it? Mm. No. No one? <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, I don't know. I'm looking at you. Yeah. I'm like, not good no. with that kind of stuff. Well, no. Maybe that one day famous writer, Crystal Tully. Yes, that is it. <laughs> That's who that is. <laughs> What's your current phone wallpaper? A uh, picture I took of the hydrangeas I grew in the backyard. <gasps> They're not blooming already, are no, they? No, this was like oh, years okay. ago. But it, it, it makes you happy. Little state of Georgia next to it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay, traveler or homebody? <sighs> homebody. Yeah, homebody. <laughs> Book reader or Netflix binger? Book reader. What's the last book you read? Um, I'm in the middle of Hope Heals. Hope oh, Heals. Yeah. Um, Catherine Wolf. Right? Yes. So that's been really great. Um, and I think I read, not before that, but sometime before that, a couple books ago, I read uh, Redeeming Love. I like that book a lot. So. That's by? Oh, it has an F in it. France, Francine. Is that the one about Hosea? Yes. Okay. It's yes. like a love story. I've read that one. Um, Rivers. Love. Francine Rivers. Rivers. Hey, look at that teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> Cat person, dog person. Dogs. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because her oldest daughter, Anna, does not like their dog. No, poor Maybell. <laughs> it's okay. We have to talk about Maybell a little bit because she's really sweet and very demanding when you go visit. Yes. <laughs> She knows what she wants. Yes. <laughs> mountains or beach? Mountains. I'm actually, my biggest fear is fish. So mountains <laughs> all the way. <laughs> I do not do fish. A morning person or night owl? It depends on why. Yeah. Like if I'm up to exercise, I'm totally a night owl because I don't want to be up in the morning to exercise. But if I have to stay up late to like 
finish the laundry to pack for vacation. I'm totally a morning person and don't want to be up late. That's <laughs> all situational situational yeah all right okay so tell me a little bit about your story and what brought you to where you guys are now I mean Anna's never been a healthy kid I she was born after a car accident um so she was an emergency and even when i was pregnant with her she was a twin and her twin died in utero and she survived and so the last half of her pregnancy was kind of scary Mm -hmm. and eventful um and then what brought her into the world was quite eventful so anna's even though the last year is when we really arrived at holland i think we took like three world trips before that mm-hmm. um, that got us there. She had a cancer scare back in 2010, and um, there's just been a lot. She was a food allergy kid that, praise the Lord, she's outgrown those. She had extreme extreme food, food allergies, allergies um, and has outgrown them all, which It was like a five-page list. So praise the Lord for that. That <clears> truly yeah. is a testimony of healing. But So all of that to say, I think this trip to Holland... Um, you know, we we got up and we went to church on a Sunday morning, and everything was normal, whatever that is. I I think predictable is probably a better word, um, but everything was predictable. And we were singing a song that Sunday morning. It was the third song, and I was overcome. And I I'm not super emotional. It, it takes a lot for me to cry, um, but. I even started crying a little bit and God just convicted my heart to pray and all I kept hearing was the Holy Spirit saying, are they mine? And I was like, well, of course mm. they're yours. You know, like I've, we've been through this before. You made me do this before. Like, yes, they're yours. And mm. are they mine? Are they mine? Are they mine? And I just was praying and singing and then I stopped singing and I'm just praying out loud in the pew while everyone else is singing. And God just said, are you ready to wait? And I thought, what in the world has happened? Like, it was a predictable Sunday. Mm -hmm. I hadn't been praying for anything, like, too out of the ordinary. Nothing, you know, it wasn't like I was wanting to move jobs or... It was just normal life. Right. And Anna, out of nowhere, tapped me on the shoulder and said, I have to go potty. I was like, okay. And so she went to the restroom, and I can't explain it. She's not... She's a very responsible girl, so it wouldn't be normal for me to go check on her in the bathroom or anything, but I just had this urge to go see how she was, and long story short, I ended up finding her convulsing on the floor, and that's when the earth beneath our feet opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I know, we're leaving church, not in a Subaru, but in an ambulance with lights and sounds, and it didn't really hit me until I started to notice that the cars on the road going down Washington Road were stopping. And when I realized strangers' lives were stopping for our emergency, mm-hmm. it almost was slow motion. Yeah. And I realized this isn't something big's about to happen. And for the last year, Anna's been put under over seven times, and she's had two neurosurgeries, and... Um, we found out that her spinal cord was tethered to the bottom of her spine, and it was literally pulling her brain out of her skull, um, and it was causing lots of 
problems, to say the least. Um, there were many different parts of her body that were affected by that. And so we had to do fast surgery. She was mm-hmm. swimming competitively in January, and by March she was in a wheelchair. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. Yeah. That's how we arrived in Holland. And she has Chiari. She had Chiari malformation, mm-hmm. right? That's I'll say it correctly. because the yeah because the cerebellum is out of the base of her skull, and it is mild. There are so many children that that is out further. Right. Um, hers was caused by her t- spinal cord literally pulling it down. Mm-hmm. Um, she has dysautonomia, um, meaning her autonomic nervous system doesn't function properly. Mm-hmm. Um. She has two blood clotting disorders that we've known about since actually the cancer scare, but that's complicated our process quite a bit. And we're part of the oncology hematology community at Mm -hmm. Children's Hospital. And um, she has Ehlers-Danlos, which is a connective tissue disorder, Mm -hmm. um, which also complicates things. And now we know she has gastroparesis, um, meaning that her GI system is paralyzed, not moving. Mm-hmm. And um, she had an NG tube for 98 days, um, and we just put in a Mickey button in her abdomen mm-hmm. so that she's feeding through that. And if the Lord allows, it'll come out one day. And if not, she will have an amazing testimony of living on his bread of life instead of actual bread of life. So. Yeah. We'll take it. <laughs> yes. And Anna, I've met Anna, and she is an amazing kid. She has an amazing testimony already. She does. And she has always has, well, her middle name's Grace. So, I mean, she always has, she shows Grace, you know, to me, and she's always been so sweet and kind. And She has a double portion, so we didn't know when we named her. <laughs> Anna is... Um, the name Anna is from my aunt that helped raise me, mm-hmm. and it means grace. Uh-huh. And so we didn't realize we did that. And for the longest time, because she used to trip and fall all the time, and now we know why, because <laughs> her yeah. spinal cord was tied to her bottom. But um, we used to say it was like a double negative. They, like, cancel each other out. <laughs> like, but now we know it's truly a double portion, and she needed that grace. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, she is one amazing kid. What has been the biggest challenge having to deal with all of the issues that Anna has gone through? You can talk about this just this past year. If you want to yeah, it down, yeah, just this past year. a big portion. It is. Of I it. mean, we've been through the neuro side, and we've been through just so many pieces, and the GI struggle, and that, I mean, there isn't a piece of Anna's body that has not been affected, and... Um, I guess I didn't share with people listening how, you know, she woke up. In one way, I guess this is the biggest blessing. But in other ways, this is the biggest challenge is the world has no box to put this in, Mm -hmm. which is probably true for a lot of people listening, right? Right. Um, But when Anna woke up from her spinal cord surgery in the ICU, she had to lay flat on her back and um, she was on a considerable amount of pain medication as to be expected and mm-hmm. she just kept saying like well I was holding her hand when she woke up and she, I had let go to get her a cup of water with a straw um, and she said don't let go and I immediately stopped because anyone who knows Anna knows she doesn't like hugs she doesn't like to be pat touched nothing mm-hmm. even having her hair brushed she's like w- stop leave me be mm-hmm. um, and I just kind of thought oh, those 
medicines must really be working. (laughs) So I gave her the water and I kind of blew it off, but thought it was odd. And as the medicine started to get out of her system and she started to become more lucid over the next few hours, she kept asking, hold my hand, don't leave. This blanket's so soft, just lots of weird things that once she said them, I realized I'd never heard her say. Mm-hmm. ever in 15 years, well, 14 years at the mm-hmm. time. And as she woke up in the next 24 hours, we realized that Anna had literally never felt anything before. Mm-hmm. Um, she could feel pressure, but she could only feel that your hand was hard, not warm and soft. Um, I mean, I guess people felt dead to her in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um she also had just memorized that, like, the, we say the cat is soft. She never understood why we there was a difference between silky, soft, smooth. I have several videos of her touching things and saying, this is bumpy. And I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> That's marble. It's about as smooth as it gets. Like, yeah. let's find other adjectives. <laughs> um, so while we're navigating all the challenges of a heart rate that isn't stable and a body that isn't functioning the way she is become accustomed to it functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, she's having to navigate everything that a new baby would navigate. So the mm-hmm. first shower took two of us adults standing in the shower with her fully clothed. She was not, <laughs> but yeah. she had to have socks on because the water touching her feet was too much for her. Yeah. And she showered in socks for about two months, actually. Um, and just everything that would make a baby cry, she wanted to have that response, but it isn't socially acceptable for a 14-year-old to behave that way. So right. just, I think, back to when they were little and you look at them and you think, oh, I wonder what they're thinking. I can tell you now. <laughs> Um, I know exactly what they're thinking, and she figured out just even words now Mm -hmm. make sense. Um, There's pleasant things like kitty cats and fuzzy blankets, and there's not-so-pleasant things like hangnails and sharp edges and the cold and things that bite, so to speak. So that's been difficult because there's no book. There's just nothing that says... The first time your 14-year-old feels a hug, this will happen. Yeah. Um, and then helping other people around us understand, no, this is special. Like, let us savor this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody understands why the fact that your child's touching a blanket at Target is special. Yeah. And you get some looks. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but I think that's that's something I tell anybody going to Holland for any reason is even the difficult moments are worth savoring Mm -hmm. and to truly slow down enough to soak them in yeah because it makes the good moments that much better yeah I think back to when they were babies and you drop them off in the nursery at church and they'd cry and cry and my kids don't cry at all when I drop them off anywhere anymore (laughs) Um, right so I they barely wave to us. Yeah, <laughs> you want to savor that moment when they're babies, even though it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do in Holland. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I think back. I don't know how many times Mark and I have broken down in tears when we've seen Emmy like the first time she climbed up a ladder to go down a slide at the playground. Yeah, and we're sitting there crying and we're like, people are going to look at us like we're idiots, but yeah. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> my baby can climb upstairs and go down slides. So I think good. I don't know if I'd say that's been the most difficult. So I guess in some ways I didn't answer your question, but I think it's the most notably difficult. Um, one thing I've told a lot of close friends is balancing her sister in all of this. Yeah. And figuring out where to teach her to extend grace mm-hmm. and mercy and patience. patience. Yeah. But then where to allow the child who isn't as capable or who is living through it. So where to have Anna Grace be merciful and graceful, even though her need may be greater. Yeah. Um, because sometimes Anna Grace's need is greater, but Rachel's emotional need is greater. Yeah. Um, we've we have an amazing church family and friends and family, family and you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Abby's her own amazingness that just no. poured <laughs> over our family. But um, I mean, really, I I think that's hard. And then I think I just have one, and I think of moms like you that. You have so many souls that need you, and it makes me grateful <laughs> for Rachel <laughs> um, and for just God's provision in that because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not equipped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still think I struggle with that probably. Yeah. I think it's a little different for us because Emmy's medical needs just come in spurts, and she's always had to deal with stuff since she was little so they're they're getting used to it and i'm sure i'm gonna have the older kids on sometime soon and they're we'll see what they say to my questions if they'll answer me honestly (laughs) i hope they will so we you know we deal with a little bit of that but we try to always it's hard though i know because sometimes you're like caught up in all of the medical and you're trying to do all the medical yes. stuff and then all of a sudden you're like oh i haven't told the kids about what's going on yes. i've got to do this first because we try to be really honest with all of our kids even emmy too even though she's four you know you've got to know this is this you've got to know this but but sometimes you're just like so caught up in trying to do the adult stuff you forget and the kids are like what's going on yeah. you didn't tell us any of that and i've had that a couple times where Zoe has said, Mom, you didn't tell us anything. And I have to apologize. Like, I'm sorry. I was focused on trying to get this done. I need to tell you guys first. Please make sure that I make it a priority. I tell you what's happening. And that's the big thing for my kids right now is that they just want to know what's going on. So we don't have, I don't see them. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to hear what they have to I say look forward about to it. That. I think that <laughs> I hope they do. They are honest with me. At first, they said, "Oh no," we, they said, "You need to have some kids on, some siblings on," and I said, "Okay, yeah, you guys can go on." And they went, "No, no, 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 not no. us. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You are y'all are going on. <laughs> it's true. So. And how to make sure they don't feel guilty? Like just today, right? Rachel texted me from school, and I felt. Like, that even made me take a step back. Like, my own child feels like she needs to text me and not just come to me. But her shoes are a size and a half too small. Yeah. And so I would love to think that she grew overnight, but clearly that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And so who knows how long she's been wearing said tennis shoes to school. And um, she she said, I I need new shoes. Ken, is it possible? And I thought, (sighs) is it possible? Like... 
oh my word. Like those are convicting words. Yeah. When your child says, is it possible for you to provide for me? And you realize that means there's been a time where it wasn't. Yeah. You know, that just makes me take a step back and thank God that he's provided when I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And to realize that he truly has. Yeah. And to remind Rachel of that. And I know she knows. Yeah. She has shared just little bits. But I think. That's good. You know, with the bad comes the good of being able to show them that even when mom and dad can't provide. Because as all of us know, life can change in an instant. Mm-hmm. That God will always provide. Yeah. Very true. What's God taught you? What hasn't he? Um, He has tried to teach me a lot. Uh The things I've been willing to hear. um, He's taught me. I am a very um, organized and production-focused person who Mm -hmm. likes to, even though I'm creative, I like to make sure that we're as efficient as possible. That went out the window about 58 days or you know right into it I, yeah. I made it into it and then I realized this you can't do it your way crystal like do it a different way right. um so he's taught me to you you can have plans but sometimes you just don't right um he's taught me that words have power I mean I've known that but I've truly seen it um He's taught me that that first night in the hospital, which was the first of hundreds of days in the hospital, I remember talking to Stephen and Anna Grace, and we were sitting there, and we made kind of this conversation about how important it was going to be that while we were in the hospital for these four short days, and that was going to be the end of our journey, that we were going to make sure we learn the name of every nurse and every person who dropped the food off and see them as individuals and connect with them and love them well. Um, Because we thought four days, we can do that. We can make this commitment. And so we did, and we really got to know, and we knew whose mom had just retired and who was, we just saw them as people, and we wanted them to know that they mattered. Um, Here we are a year later, and we're still learning names of nurses and food staff and cleaning people and security guards and other patients and mm-hmm. um God's just really opened our hearts to the value of the individual and how we truly are all a piece of the church mm-hmm. and it wasn't just the neurosurgeon that God used to heal that part of Anna Grace right it's all the way down to whoever taped the box with the tools yeah, and to pray specifically for every hand that plays a role that's that awesome. we can. That's convicting. And that's awesome. <clears throat> that is instead of, I know just like dealing with um, medical, you can forget you your can. faith for a second. Yeah. <laughs> dealing with all of that. And that's something I'm dealing with right now, but to, to have, you know, you're trying to get all of the, you're trying to get things done. Yeah. I'm a planner. I'm a, I'm an organizer. I am, you're going to do it this way. I'm yes. type A all <laughs> yes. the way. This is how we're going to do it. But you can't do that when you're working with three different hospitals or three different 
areas or even that we residents have to do are in more. the same hospital. <gasps> or residents. residents. Residents will test your faith faster than anything on the planet. But they are individuals too. They are. And we have to love them like Jesus loves them. And that's some I mean, those are the moments where I've probably let Jesus slip through my fingers the most is when I'm mm-hmm. looking at a med student and saying, but that's not what that's called, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we've, I think most of us moms have had those moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to take a step back and instead of saying, no, why aren't you doing this? And this is what you said. Say, okay, wait a minute. Maybe there's more to this than I'm seeing. And yeah. and extend that same grace I need extended to me. Yeah. That's really what he's hit me over the head with the most. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So how has your faith grown or changed you know, I I thought I had, when God asked me that Sunday morning, are they mine? I thought I truly knew what that meant. Yeah. And I had truly given them over to the extent that I could. Any mom or dad or sister or brother listening knows what it's like to watch them get wheeled behind doors. Yeah. That you're not allowed behind. Yeah. I'll never forget that first time. You just don't. And my 10-month-old is yeah yeah I it's just that's it you, yeah you won't see what happens you don't know the name of every person you didn't mm-hmm. sign a permission slip I guess you signed a lot of slips but right. you know you don't say yes it's it's okay to do whatever you want to my baby yeah and every ounce of control is out of your hands and mm-hmm. you just really learn what it's like to fully trust him. I know Mm -hmm. you've hosted and you mentioned that I host and I've put children who have my heart on airplanes to go back to orphanages or back to places where trauma can occur and even then I thought I understood Mm -hmm. what it meant to let go and, and trust that God was in control but this took it to like this level I didn't know existed. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. I think you can. It's just hard to put into words like yeah. what that's like to say, oh, I just met this orderly or the nurse that's coming in to take my kid, and then, they, and then they're and they gone. Like, what was her them. name? Sheila Shirley? Yeah. But she, my child's life's now in her hands. Right. <laughs> I've got this. Right. And so it's, um, and I don't think it gets any easier. No. It doesn't matter how many times you have to do it. No. I mean, he's had 12 MRIs. I don't know how many x-rays. And... You know, and three major surgeries to the point, and it still doesn't get easy when you see no. them take your kid off like that. So it does. I think that's the that was interesting. I don't think I ever heard that part about about God asking you. I, yeah, I guess I haven't had the platform to really share that piece. Yeah, but it was, and I know I probably sound like I like made it up <laughs> after the fact, but it was so. I think even if we hadn't arrived in Holland that day. That would be something I'd be sharing in in Bible study or with my accountability partners because God was really speaking to my heart. And it wasn't like altar call or this big prayer time that I had planned. I mean, I was, it was a Sunday morning. I was standing there singing to the Lord. The song wasn't even really the soft one that's supposed to get you a little emotional. It was the upbeat, like, joyful song so it didn't even fit and I guess that's how I knew it was God Mm -hmm. which is probably exactly why that's when it happened um I think Stephen thought I had gone a little unhinged like what what's happening like is she pregnant like why is she just randomly (laughs) crying um bless his heart but 
Yeah, no, I, God just, there's been so many moments where he's said, I've got it. And mm. I guess that's another thing that he's really, I've learned and my faith has grown. We've been a family without, we've been a family that has had to truly trust him to provide things, but mm. we're blessed right now to live very, you know, comfortably within our means. And, yeah. um, People would ask, you would ask, people would ask, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And I didn't know how to answer that. Yeah. I, I still don't know how to answer that question. I feel like I have everything I need because I do. I have him. Mm-hmm. And I truly have a peace that I have all that I need, even when nothing I need is there. Right. And we would be in the hospital. We were there for over a month after the first surgery, inpatient. I didn't leave the building. And... People would say, what do you need? What can I bring you? And I would just say, you know, just pray about it, whatever. And you, like, show up at my house with my favorite coffee and the very book that I needed to read. And it just God would just show up time and time again with the exact thing down to grandma flew down because grandmas like to do that when their grandbabies are in the hospital and grandma Mm -hmm. flew down from Ohio and she was helping with Rachel and she was bringing things up to the hospital like clean underwear and those sorts of items and Anna Grace's feet now that she could feel the world she was quite particular about her socks Mm -hmm. and so grandma was just getting socks that Anna has been wearing Mm -hmm. out of the drawer and they were not sufficient to her liking and um, she just was crying and they were just this this sword to fall on for whatever reason and Mm -hmm. I just thought oh these socks like I can't handle this like no socks are good enough and that same day a sweet girl named Jordan that goes to a local church here um happened to stop by and visit and the one thing she brought Anna as a gift was brand new socks oh awesome like God just made sure like who brings someone of all things Socks yeah. to a 15 year old in the hospital. Not candy, not flowers, not a balloon, but socks. Yeah. And they were exactly the right ones, and she wears them to this day. They were the right cut, the fabric was acceptable, they were fine. <laughs> so it, it was just amazing yeah. that he would provide every little thing. And I got to the point where I wouldn't even say what days we didn't have a meal. And I'll tell you, we never had two meals on the same day. Like, That's awesome. we always had just what we needed yeah that's amazing yeah it is that question is so hard to ask because now that I've walked through it because it's like you want to ask what do you need like maybe they can come up with it but you know that they really have no clue no idea (laughs) like I don't know what I need right now I don't know know what I needed (laughs) well coffee is always a very nice thing to have especially like your favorite coffee yeah it just makes well you knew like a silly game that would make us laugh and a box of snacks for the waiting room and just things I wouldn't even think and a bucket to put it in like who thinks of that like I don't think of that Abby character thinks of that I don't even remember doing that you did it was this wonderful bucket and I still have it and it's like my Abby bucket and I, oh. it just makes me think of you and it's a oh, warm hug okay. ironically um, but no I mean I think we just have to trust no matter what the need is tonight if it's sleep if it's uh-huh peace if it's a word of affirmation from your spouse like whatever it is I've learned if I just sit down 
if Crystal will just sit down and Crystal will be quiet long enough, which is rare, then the Lord will send it. Yeah. It might not be the way Crystal would have chosen it to come, but it will come. Yeah. And he has done it every time. Yeah. And that's been amazing. Like, right. it's just been amazing. You're almost like, okay, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> like, where? what's coming? It's kind of fun now. Yeah. I still haven't learned to that point. I'm still at the point where I'm like, but God, but God, but God, I'm the planner. I'm, I'm, we're going to do it this way, right? We're going to do it this way. And God's like, no, just shut up, sit yeah. down, be quiet. I got it. I'm yes. going to do it my way. I'm going to do it my time. And you just don't don't worry about it. So. Pre-Holland Crystal had three calendars color-coded. Sweet. Post-Holland Crystal has one, and it doesn't even always get written on. <laughs> I have learned, and I wrapped my identity up in that too much, probably. Mm. I'm kind of realizing that maybe he's taught me that as well. But that, but I'm I'm together. I'm organized, right? Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not. Like, I've learned. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> not anywhere close to that. Oh, no. My calendar is Google Calendar, and I have a yes. calendar for each kid. So, 10 calendars That's plus amazing. us each. 12 calendars. But, yeah. But it's the only way I can keep up with what no, everybody's yeah. doing. And I in no <laughs> way I am don't. saying that clo- less calendars means closer to Jesus. <laughs> That's... Please, have no, 10 more calendars. More calendars means closer to Jesus. <laughs> I'm closer and you're not. There you go. Everybody can vote in the comments on uh, That's right. their calendar Who's closer usage. to Jesus? More calendar people or less calendar people? There you go. I'm just kidding. But seriously, if I did not have my color-coded calendar with you everybody, I, there's no way everybody would not get to wherever they had to be. But that's I just life that, with a large though. family. Yeah, large family versus small family, I think, is a huge... And I have gone. Emmy has an appointment coming up in Atlanta. I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember who it was with. And I'll have to go look at the calendar yeah. to see. Oh yeah, so that doctor. Okay. So, the joy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun. We should do like a whole separate podcast on what it's like to have a large family with you should crazy insane life, right? No. That's- we don't need to air my life on. We'll just, like, air Emmy's life. <laughs> okay. Without her permission. But, of course, actually, she'd probably come in here and, and let us know everything about her whole life. So she wouldn't be fine. Aww. She'd be fine with that. So, <laughs> Anyways, what verse or verses have carried you through? What hasn't? Um, I'm really bad at getting the actual, like, New King James Version. It's like the Crystal James Version. Okay. Um, that works. <laughs> so just to... But I, the one verse I've cling, clung to through every storm um, from an early age is Exodus fourteen fourteen. Be still and let the Lord fight for you. Um, I have a tendency naturally to want to fight for myself. And so I... That's a... Not just be still, but then to not feel that urge to do the fighting, whether it's with the doctor in residence mm-hmm. or just with sin and Satan. And some days I just need to sit and let him speak yeah. to me and realize that him speaking is fighting. Yeah. Um, that's hard. <laughs> um, I probably cling to that one the most. I mean, I know a lot of people, especially I'm a northern girl that is planted in the south, and um, 
I didn't have this idea of a life verse or that wasn't something I was exposed to until I moved here. And I I don't necessarily have a life verse. I have like a day verse yeah. <laughs> or a moment verse. But I think the one I probably have clinged to the most is that one. And Anna likes one at the beginning of Philippians. We read the book of Philippians out loud. I'm going to tell you about something. Okay. I have to tell you this. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember um, Crystal doesn't have a Facebook page for Anna, but her personal fa- pa- Facebook page is like, um, do you? You don't have one, do you? I don't. I, I never don't really thought of that until you but said that's it. That's okay. But <laughs> she's going to have to do something because, um, because her posts on Facebook are so inspiring and God-centered and it Sometimes when I'm like having a really bad day and I'm like scrolling, oh look, Crystal posted. Oh, I can't read that right now because that's convicting (laughs) to me. But um, so I I remember you posting about Philippians, and um, Emmy was diagnosed with Moya Moya in October, like officially diagnosed in October. But before that, we started to do our Bible, and when I was planning for our school year, I was like, oh well, I planned out a new way to do it. I used the Good Morning Girls method, which is um, you pick a scripture, you read a chapter, you pick a scripture from that chapter that are scriptures, and then you observe it and apply it, and then you pray. I love that. So it's a really neat, and it's like four days, and then you mark your Bible according to the code, which is like different, you know, different themes that would be apparent in the chapter. So that's perfect. That's like five days for us to do it's a awesome. Bible study, and it's 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 enough for my kids all ages to be able to do yeah. it. It's really cool. So I was like, oh, we're going to do that. And we're going to do Philippians. And this is long before Emmy, they noticed the narrowing in her arteries in her brain. Or Mm. this is long before any of that. Because you guys had sat there and read Philippians. Yes. So we pick it up in August and we start Philippians. And then we get to her MRA that she had, um, which was to check the blood vessels at the end of August. And, of course, then it finds the same thing that it found in the MRI, and we sent it off, and and then, you know, our whole life went into um, our next big crisis again. So that was such, it was so inspiring. So because you guys did Philippians and read read through Philippians, we did. And then not only that, then um, my nieces were in the National Bible Bee competition, and their book was Philippians. (laughs) And then somebody, somebody else... There was another Philippians reference, and I—I I mean, it was just like God was just like you need to focus on this. It was like yeah. a preparation for everything that we were fixing to go into, and I think I probably read it again before her surgery just to to bring me into that peace and that joy that so covers in Philippians. I mean, I just it's, love it. It's the root of it, and I can't yeah. tell you every nurse, every night nurse heard us read that book from verse one to the end out loud and that's what we that's what she went to sleep to and of course it being read by the phone was not sufficient it had to be mom's raspy tired voice um (laughs) which was a joy (laughs) but it was it truly was and I would find myself as the days ticked on like continuing to read after she fell asleep and to just just soak it in. I don't have it memorized and I have no idea how. Like, if you read something out loud that much, I feel like you should get to memorize it. That's right. I feel like I was cheated. Um, but sleep deprivation. But um, I think there is an averse. I guess 
you kind of reminded me. Like, I guess the book of Philippians is what I've clung to. It's just amazing. It really is. There's a verse at the beginning of it that Anna has clung to that, again, this is the crystal version, but um, all of these things that have happened to me are fine because they've happened to further the cause of Christ. Yeah. And that is true. Anyone who's met Anna, that's truly her spirit about all of this, is as long as it furthers the gospel, bring it on. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. And I know Emmy is going to have that same spirit as she moves forward. Yeah. Because you guys have instilled that in her and you've you've done it. Yeah. And you've modeled that for her. And I think instead of carrying it around like a burden or a cross, it's so important to hold each other accountable to carry it around like we're like Paul did. We're mm-hmm. doing this for the Lord no matter what. And yeah. if suffering for one day or one year or one lifetime helps one soul, it's worth it. Yeah. So as hard as it is, it's you know, that's the hardest thing is to watch Emmy have to be in pain. But then God has given her such a joyful spirit. And talking to other moms, they're like, well, I'm like, oh, she's so much fun, especially when she comes out of anesthesia, because she's <laughs> high as a kite. And we just laugh and laugh and laugh. I think it's God's way of being like, here's your stress-free side. Yes. And they're like, really? My child just screams. And I'm like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why God has given her this this beautiful just mm. countenance, I guess, is, is what I would call it. I mean, now she's... She's a four-year-old. Right. She's a total four-year-old. But she has <laughs> this heart and this just the sensitive and sweet heart that, I don't know, it can just melt anyone. To me, it seems like it can. But oh, it certainly maybe. can. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it does or doesn't. And I, I, am, um, I want her, like Anna Grace is my... My want Jesus obviously is the main model and the of role course. model we want her to to model, but yeah. um, Anna Grace is such an example of that joy and that peace. Even and she models it for me. It. I know that's it's, it's convicting. I've learned more is. from my child than my child's learned from me in the last year, and it is so convicting. That is convicting to realize. Okay, at fifteen, you know, I'm not more spiritual than a fifth grader is that a show like we right. we wouldn't get on um but like for real they these kids have just an extra dose of something yeah and i think it's like you said i think it's something not just us but you guys have instilled in her from very beginning too tried. yeah we've all we've all tried and i um that's where God allows that grace. Even when we fail, He still yes. is building them up and encouraging them and giving really them that is. strength, even when we can't can't do it. So it's so true. It's amazing. And that's, I guess, you just kind of answered the concern and worry about Rachel or the the healthy child or the typical child. Like, if He can do that with Anna Grace and prepare her for this, then He can certainly get Rachel through. Yeah having to be Anna Grace's sister yeah, and what that entails. Right. And having, I think, um, having those friends, like you're, you're talking about your friends, your church mm-hmm. family and everything, they come alongside you and they, they pick up, they pick everything. up those pieces where you're, where you feel like you're failing the yeah. healthy kid or the unhealthy kid or both of the kids or anything else. Or even your husband, like or somebody husband. came to my house and like made sure that the 
like they cleaned my toilets. They broke in, first of all, <laughs> and they cleaned my toilets so that my husband, who was able to come home and sleep at the home, had a clean toilet. You know oh, what I mean? Awesome. Th- things that are important are mop the floors or mm-hmm. um, I came home one day to lunch meet my refrigerator. You know, like, uh, that's awesome. Like, yeah. thank you. Please do that again, you know? And they do. They pick up. Or when all the family came on the heavier times mm-hmm. and you can't possibly be hospitable to everyone mm-hmm. and those people who step in with that gift and they make sure that no one feels like they came and were overlooked yeah you know i mean that's a, cool. a such a strong i can't encourage people enough to find a church that is going to love you and support you guys you whatever you're going through yes and that's a I know it's hard to find for some people, but I know we both have it. And we go to different we churches, which Very is Very different cool. churches, yeah. As far as <laughs> so, size and... Yeah. I, they are different. But they do. They definitely... I think both of our churches are... We always say our church isn't a church. It's a family. And this and if something happens in our family, then, you know, everybody steps up and does something. And we're not right. completely dysfunctional family. <laughs> Everything functional you see in me is Jesus. That's right. <laughs> Let's just put That's that out pretty there. pretty much. I like that. Mm-hmm. Everything functional. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I said this early on, probably in one of those Facebook posts. Actually, definitely in one of those Facebook posts early on in this process. I said, how blessed were we that that Sunday morning when we woke up, we didn't cave to self and mm-hmm. we were found at church in that moment we could have very easily slept in and skipped first service and just gone to Sunday school second service mm-hmm. we could have for any number of reasons yeah not been in a church pew that Sunday morning and how different would our arrival have been yeah had that been the case and I think you know you hear that when you hear of like a rapture kind of sermon or something like that like where will you be found but mm-hmm. where will you be found if you arrive in Holland yeah Right? Like, what airplane are you on, man? And hopefully it's not the lazy one that stayed in bed that Sunday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's important. Yeah. And I'm I'm so blessed that God allowed it to be that Sunday. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't another Sunday where maybe I wasn't serving well or, or seeking Him mm-hmm. and choosing to fill my morning with Him. Mm-hmm. I just... I've stopped several times along the way, and I've been so thankful that that's where we were. Yeah. Because it it made our everyone was aware. When you leave with lights and sirens, your entire church knows you need them. Mm-hmm. There's you don't you don't have to do anything. Right. They literally will follow you. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's a whole sermon in and of itself. How to get people to follow you out of church. Um, but. Into yeah. the mission film, like literally. literally. <laughs> like, follow us. We're going to go 100 miles an hour down Washington Road. We'll see you there. Huh. What do you do to breathe? Um, this sounds crazy, but I. I, I like crazy. Okay. <laughs> I, I do more. <laughs> so I love to That's fill really my good. home with. People who need loved. Mm-hmm. I think people who know me well know that I. We joke if you knock on our front door, like you you must be a serial killer. Like just come in, you know. Like, yeah. And either 
Well, I met my my biological grandmother this Christmas, so she was in yeah. my home for the first time, and my family has never all been in the same room. And it was a glorious gift, mm-hmm. given the year we've had. Yeah. The timing of that was just the Holy Spirit. And she was there, and she goes, Honey, you really do just let anybody in the front door. <laughs> and I said, Yes, ma'am. And her name's Grandma Jean. And she goes, Well, aren't you a little worried about that? And I said, Well, I figure we're going to meet Jesus, or they are. Right. Right. So I'll either meet him face to face because the person who I let in shouldn't have been in or hopefully I'll make sure they meet him in a different way. Yeah. And that is my that's the best way for me to refuel is to just love somebody who needs it and take everything that's been poured into me and pour it into somebody else. And. That was hard at the beginning when I lost the ability to do that. I struggled to refuel. Yeah. And I had to figure out how to do it outside of my love language or my spiritual gift. And I had to let God show me unique ways to do that and creative Mm -hmm. ways to do that, like learning the names of residents Mm -hmm. and loving them well. Um, But that's, even on the days when I'm not great, God is. Yeah. And... I was able to to find that outlet. So that really is how we unwind. We have people over and we feed them food and sometimes add them to a bedroom upstairs. Like that's happened a couple times this year. You know, we, that's such, it's God's provision. He sends us people to share his love with. That's awesome. Yeah. I, that's really cool. I'm blessed. I'm. We're just so blessed to be able to say that he trusts us enough to send us people to love. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know you know that. Look at all these little souls here. He <laughs> sent you lots of people to love. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I do. I get that wanting to to be with and help and to pour into other people and then not not being able to because you have to focus on your kids it's tough it is tough and I've had God go okay it's okay you do want to help but you're just not going to right now because your focus is on your family and your kids right now and so I it's so hard though it is so I just enjoy each moment that I get to do that yeah I get to love on other people and then I think it makes it it makes it less about me and more about him too it does because I'm not focused on well I'm going to do this so that blah 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 I'm, no I'm going to do this because God's given me that opportunity to do that amen to so. that I think in the yeah. darker moments I just write like yeah. the more the more difficult moments that are you know not seen those mm-hmm. kind of moments a, a very wise soul you told me it's okay to sit down on the floor of the shower and just cry and scream and mm-hmm. I, I think until you said that, I had never done that. I just, I don't know. It's so cathartic. And if you're listening and you haven't tried it, it's the Abby character method. And I strongly recommend it. And it will bring you joy. Yes. I do. That is my, I don't think I've mentioned before, but that is my my go-to prayer closet. It's like amazing. I pray all day long, but if I can get a long shower, because the kids know not to bother me in the yeah. bathroom anyways, except for in me. <laughs> and then she'll let Tobin in too, but um, but I just ignore them. But if I need to, if I need to really let go, then usually that my early morning shower and just just cry and tell God I don't like it and yeah, 
he says it's okay. You don't have to like it, but this is what we're going to do. Well, there's something just so ironically beautiful about saying all that and literally being washed over while it happens. Yeah. I'm a creative thinker like this, you know, so I can't help but think that when I'm in there and think I'm saying all this stuff and I'm just literally shutting it. It's just, it's gone. It goes down the drain. And I think that's what you've given me so many tips along the way, but that's like the one that I'm like, I'm so glad she told me that. (laughs) It does. I mean, yeah, I think I told you because especially when Emmy was in the halo, there would be times we're not going to cry in front of her and make her feel pitiful. But good gracious, I need to get this out. And so next morning I just take my shower and spend as long as I need to crying and fussing. And then I'd get up and get out and go do it because I knew God was with me. I knew he was with me in that shower while I was letting him out have it. Yeah. And then I knew that he was going to hold me through the rest of the day. So we just did it. It It was tough. I think you made me realize it was like, it's like this brave act of faith. Like I wasn't brave enough to do that in my faith before all of this. And, and I'm kind of realizing this as I'm speaking, so it might not come out as eloquently, but (laughs) I mean, it is. It's like this brave act of faith to say, almost like once you've been married for 16 years versus three years, right? Right. Like you're willing to say a few more things (laughs) than maybe you were when you were newlywed. Like I'm closer to God so I can really just be that much more transparent. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm hiding something from him successfully in the first place. Right. um, No, it's, and I think you were brave enough to share like something such a vulnerable thing that you do with a mom that was new to this walk and it makes me realize that if I can do that and share those little things that aren't pretty I mean who's pretty crying in the shower like no one ever right no. like but you were willing to share probably one of the most vulnerable things you do mm-hmm. and it it changed my whole walk through all of this. So in that sense, it's brave. And like, I admire you for that as a mom and as a Christian sister. But then I hope that like people who obviously are going to listen to you and, and learn from you and grow and, and see the Lord in your walk will see that they can be that too. Yeah. Like you're going to empower so many people to be brave in their faith. And that's why I'm excited for you, because I just know what you're capable of. Wow. I never really thought like that. <laughs> you're just, Thanks. you're like this warrior princess with like this armor of God that just runs straight into everything. And sometimes I feel like that, but I think, I don't know. It's like how, you know, when you're um, young and skinny and you're like, I'm not pretty. Yes. And then you get old and you've had kids and you go, whoo, I was so cute back then. If you could be as skinny as you were the first time you thought you were fat. Exactly. But I think, um, I think that's how, as we walk this journey of faith, I feel so inadequate. I think everyone does. Yeah. That we're not. But when you guys started your journey it was about the same time another person, Rebecca, who's also been on to um, 
was going through it and God was like, you go and you talk and you share and you love because you know what they're going through. Mm. And I was, and, um, and I did, and I was like, I love this God. I love (laughs) being able to do this for you because I feel like I can do something for someone else who's doing the same stuff and going through the same things that we're having to go through. And, um, so anything I said to you was real because I I totally get not exactly, you know, and that's what some people are, are like, well, you haven't been through, I know I haven't been through as much as you have or whatever. And that's never been an issue for me. It's not about us going through the same journey, but we're all in Holland together. We're all having to do the unexpected. We're just at different bakeries. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I'm in the tulips now and you're at the art museum. So, um, but um, but we're all having we're we're all having to live this unexpected life. This this is something nobody really will sign up like at the beginning of their life. Go yes, I think I'd like to do this. I'm actually going to have a mom hopefully on that has adopted special needs kids. So she amazing. did make the choice, but she um, oh she is an amazing mom. She's great. Oh. Anyways, all of the moms I ever <laughs> talked to are really good. But um, anyways, but I just you know it's. It's, it's still not something you expected. You didn't go like you were like the second grade and go, I think I'll have a kid with special needs. You know, nobody no. ever said this. And, and no nobody... book said their brains fall out of their head. Like, I never read For that. For real. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure everything you face with any, like, <laughs> really? Yeah. This was not in what to expect when you're expecting. No. No chapter. No. Mm-mm. No. So none of this is covered in our um, manual on how to raise perfect kids. Not at all. So it's we're all in that together. Yeah. And so being able to talk to moms and to share, hopefully encourage hopefully. other moms to, to just like you said, to live boldly for Christ. And um, I hope I can do that. And I hope I am doing that in my life. You not are. Just when I'm, <laughs> I'm proof. <laughs> not just when I'm talking on, on here. I, I do hope. And so that's nice to hear that. You really are. I think that. I think that, uh, and so is Mark. He's like the unsung hero, but on all of our husbands. So Crystal is going to, um, the upcoming writer, Crystal Tolley, will be um, starting her blog soon. No. <laughs> we have been writing. Anna Grace and I have been writing. And we have oh 40,000 words down. So wow. we'll see what God does with it. It might just be my cathartic writing that stays in my dresser drawer but don't do that well I, whatever he wants to do with yes. it is what will happen you need to share but there's plenty of platforms so yeah there is and anna grace is a gifted writer and now that she knows how to use adjectives correctly it helps I because mean, she you, can understand yeah, them more when yeah. you know the difference between silky and sharp it's amazing what happens <laughs> I, we've actually gone back and looked at something she wrote and realized Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Um, But yeah, so we'll see what God chooses to do with that. But it's been amazing to get to see. There's something about holding it all typed out on paper Mm -hmm. and realizing that like one and a quarter inches of like printer paper can Mm -hmm. sum up such a crazy story. And I think maybe that's what this is just coming to me, but that's got to be what like our lives feel like to God. You know what I mean? Like he, here's little crystal, this one in one quarter inch speck of time, mm-hmm. but so much is in those pages. Yeah. You know? And I just think it just, it makes me 
get a glimpse of how it must seem to him. Mm -hmm. It seems so big and so overwhelming to me. You know, like to that one key on the typewriter, that letter is huge. Mm -hmm. It's as big as it is. Mm -hmm. But to me, all those letters together are only one and a quarter inches on paper. Yeah. You know, and that's how he sees us and all of our stories. And like, that's amazing to me. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone else, but it does to that's me. That's a neat picture. I like that picture. So, anyway, I'm happy to be the typewriter key that he's pressing. Yes. I love it. Great. So when your book comes out, I'll let everyone know oh. on the podcast <laughs> and the blog, and everybody can check it out. I'm, so. I'm just grateful for you, Abby. And I think the best way to end this is how it started. And the day before I sat in that church pew and walked to that bathroom and rode in that ambulance with Anna Grace, I was with you for the first time in a long time. I was standing with you in a baby shower and I was telling you how I felt so convicted that I was supposed to just be better for you. Like you were with Tobin. And I remember telling you like, I, I really like I you were on my heart and I had been praying for you but I hadn't told you that and I was when I saw you at Brooke's baby shower I thought she needs to know I'm praying for her like praying for her is enough but she needs to know little did I know what God was about to do yeah and how he was weaving us together and our stories together right then mm-hmm. but I don't think it's an accident and I I certainly know that it wasn't even an accident that it was a baby shower. It was a shower celebrating motherhood. Yeah. You know, to me, that was the beginning of this story. It wasn't finding Anna on the floor. It was being at a baby shower celebrating motherhood with a beautiful young mom mm-hmm. that I had watched grown up and turn into a mother and cross paths with you and others from my church family as well. And then this. Yeah, I just think that's ex- that's exactly where I was supposed to be that day. Yeah. So he started using you before we ever boarded the plane. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to check out our blog for resources from today's podcast, bunchofcharacters.com. We look forward to sharing more stories on Welcome to Holland. If you or someone you know would like to share a story, please feel free to contact me at hollandtourist at bunchofcharacters.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast too. May God bless you as you continue to live your story.